Um, so I'll give him that. But I'll also give him that he looks like the guy from Ancient Aliens from the meme. <laughs> he looks like the guy from Ancient Aliens in the meme if, like, before he got high. <laughs> like, his glasses are still on, his hair is still combed, like, he's, it's, it's, everything's good. Yeah. Like right before he got super baked. Hey everybody, this is All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick on the internet. And I am Jake Whipple. So the run-up to the NFL draft is happening right now. It's the most exciting fucking thing in all of sports. You've got dudes running combines. There's, yeah, there's, um, I get, they do bench press. Yeah. And there's something called a Wonderlick. The Wonderlicked. Yeah, I think it's a fancy popsicle that assesses your hand size. The SATs Um. for the (laughs) draft. Yeah, it's, uh... It's a whole thing. It's a whole media marketing machine. and um, It is endless. It never fucking stops. And in the middle of that storm is Mel Kuyper Jr. Is he good at his job? <laughs> you know, um, I always seemed to... I was always under the impression that he was, just because I didn't really know shit about him. Me um, too. Yeah, like, but he was... Everyone's always asking, like, what does Mel Kuyper think? Let's go to Mel Kuyper's big board. What Mel Kuyper ranks these guys at this position in this order. Here's your top four quarterbacks. Turns out he's really shitty at it. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> he's wildly bad at that yeah after we did like four minutes of research and we're like oh man this guy sucks <laughs> doesn't know that much about draft prospects my fa- yeah my favorite anecdote we found about mel kuyper's uh, draft predictions is that he th- promised he would retire if jimmy clausen was not a uh, world world <laughs> destroying quarterback within eight years uh, jimmy clausen has been in the nfl for nine years now did he I go to even the Browns, or did he go to the Jags? I think he's on the... I don't even know. I don't even know where he is, like, if I'm being honest. I don't know what the fuck happened to Jimmy Clausen. But, so Mel Kuyper Jr., one, owes us a retirement. Yeah. Why haven't, <laughs> why haven't you retired? Yeah, you were supposed... You said you would, and now you didn't, and now I'm mad at you. Oh, the Panthers got him. Oh, the Panthers got him? Okay. Before, they, before they wised up and got Cam Newton instead. <laughs> 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 they literally drafted Cam Newton a year later. They yeah. were like, Jimmy Clausen's our guy. Actually, uh, we're going to go with the guy who's go good. With the guy that Mel Kuyper isn't saying is yeah. very, very good. Because <laughs> like, all this shit is a total crapshoot. Like, any any draft yeah. cycle, you can just assume that the dumb teams do the dumb thing, right? Like, um, yeah. A lot of people dragged uh, the. Um, uh, the Kings in the NBA for not drafting uh, Doncic. And I still drag them. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Look at my Twitter feed. Yeah. Every single day, yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, they, Bagley's been good, but we'll, that's, a late, that's a discussion for another time. Um, but yeah, like, it's just, it's total, total crapshoot. Like, there might be a consensus number one, and that's pretty much it. After that, mm-hmm. it could be anything. Um, and these guys have made an entire career out of trying to tell you what the draft order is going to be. And, and when they're wrong, they just write think pieces about like what the draft order actually was and then grade everybody. Here's my favorite headline from February 2015. So this was a while ago, uh-huh. four years ago. In the last five years combined, ESPN's Mel Kuyper successfully predicted eight picks in his initial mock draft. <laughs> eight. Eight. Over five eight. years. He's the guy, and he predicted eight. So he got eight picks right out of 32 per round for yeah. five years. So that's... Um, 
Let's see, five rounds. Uh, that's a hundred and he has a negative WAR if he's a baseball <laughs> that's player. That's hundred and sixty-two <laughs> possible picks. So he's eight for a hundred and sixty-two, which is point oh five percent. Yeah, I yeah. think his batting average yeah. would make Ryan Healy look like. I wouldn't say Babe Ruth. That's the first thing that came to mind. But as you've learned if you listen to this podcast, who cares about Babe Ruth? Yeah, we're not impressed. Ted Williams. <laughs> there. Yeah, there it is. There it is. He makes him look like Ted Williams. Um, yeah, he's fu- he fucking blows at it. Like, nobody, uh, you know, like, if, I don't know. If these guys were so good at predicting, um, predicting like, future performance, I feel like a team would be paying them more money to do it. Yeah. You know, like. But they're not, and so make of that what you will, I guess. I think ESPN is just, they're paying him, and people like the idea of a draft guru, of this dude who knows everything, of like a Bill James of a thing, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. Like everyone wants <laughs> this, like, this, this, this genius of a man who knows all the things and can figure everything out. But it, he's pretty bad, and it's like, wow, like, yeah. He makes me trust Nate Silvermore when I think about <laughs> Mel Kiper Jr., which still depressed after 2016. Nate Silver got that shit wrong. But all the other ones. <laughs> the stuff besides that yeah. one. Nate Silver's still batting 600. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Mel Kiper's over here, like, occasionally being correct about a guy occasionally. Yeah. Um, he was. Um, he was. Very high on Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning. <laughs> that's a very that's a, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's in, a... I mean, in fairness to him, like when they were the actual draft was happening, that was a real debate. Like nobody seemed to know mm-hmm. for sure, and there are a lot of people arguing about it. But in with the benefit of hindsight, and if yeah. you're like actually good at talent evaluation, like yeah, but I think the superhuman talent talent evaluator should have seen that one coming. Yeah, right. You'd think that. Mm It's like, I've heard, like, I don't know, I've heard, like, all sorts of myths about these guys. Like, they go, they're so, they're so good at figuring it out, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sure that, like, his rough approximations of a top ten look better than him nailing exactly where guys go at given selections. Yeah, (laughs) he's this close to being, like, on the History Channel trying to tell you that the pyramids are actually supposed to be the other way around (laughs) so that we can ascend to the higher plane. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that guy, fucking weird looking dude. Um, <laughs> have you noticed we have a tendency to drag people for the way they look whenever they're commentators, but they all look ridiculous. We're not very nice about people's <laughs> appearances. Whenever they're on TV, like having an appearance is part of their thing. Yeah. Like, they lo- they're supposed to look a certain no way. No one's so saying don't feel bad about Mel Kuyper Jr. is ugly. What we are saying is he looks like the guy from Ancient <laughs> Before he got high. That's it. That's... I don't find this to be offensive at all. No. It's just what he looks like. Gone back and thought about it. It's totally cool to make fun of Mel Kiper Jr. for looking this way. Yeah, so now we're just like... We're now stuck in the part of the uh, NFL calendar year that's just everybody talking about prospects. Prospects, prospects, prospects. Who's going where? Who's the top four quarterbacks? Who's going to, you know... Who's going to pan out in the long run, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Who has the highest ceiling? Who has the lowest floor? Whose 40 time was the fastest? All this bullshit that's going to really just not end up meaning anything in the long haul. Literally except for draft. Yeah, except for draft position. Like, nobody has gone... I don't think, can't think of anyone who's gone to a combine and really affected their draft position in any meaningful way. 
I always hear about dudes who skip the combine and they're always like, oh, he's not, uh, this is going to hurt him so much. I can't believe he skipped the cut. Co- doesn't hurt him at all. No. Not even remotely. It, it, they're fine. Everyone's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It changes nothing. Yeah. Like, cause, and like, so here's the fucking weird contradiction in that, too, is that like the NFL's got no advanced metrics, but they're sitting here be, like asking how many times a guy can bench 225 is like a measurable, that if they don't yeah. know it, then how do they know whether or not this guy's good at football? Despite doing something that actually doesn't mean that much in terms of being good at football. It yeah. indicates that you're strong, and being strong certainly helps, but yeah, it's like that measurable makes no sense. And like, a lot of these players have three to four years of a body of work playing college football that is tangible you can look at it you can look at the numbers you can physically watch the games you can watch all the tape you can do all that shit and actually get a better read as to what a player is going to be going forward than seeing them do exercises (laughs) a little bit in a you're very basically taking all the sample size that you have then going you know what i like the smallest sample size that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did see him um, set the NCAA record in tackles for loss and uh, pass breakups by a linebacker and win the award for best linebacker in the NCAA, but I haven't hung out with him in an overly warm weight room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw this quarterback throw for 12,000 yards in the SEC, won the Heisman, won the national championship, but he couldn't touch his toes when I told him to, exactly when I told him to. So, he's a bust. <laughs> he's going to flame out. <laughs> this is the same argument like that you get for the too short guys. You know, like... <laughs> Colt McCoy was too short. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but then anyone could have seen that. We didn't need a combine to see that one. You just watch just, a Texas you, you football walk, game. You just, he walks into a room, you're like, that guy's too short. Do you, you don't need to know exactly how tall the dude is. You just be like, oh, yeah, no, you're. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough unless you've got some Russell Wilson legs. Yeah, yeah. And a great pump fake. And you're great when you roll out. Uh, maybe be taller. Yeah. Have you considered Have you growing? growing? <laughs> We're going to get you some lifts. Actually, I would kill to see like a short quarterback in platform cleats. That'd be amazing. That, I don't know if it'd work, but yeah. No, it wouldn't work at all, but yeah. I'd love to see it. Um. Yeah, but yeah, so that's the NFL news cycle in general right now. But specifically, we had this really odd occurrence um, in Florida um, focused on an owner. You've, I'm sure all of you have heard this story. <laughs> Everyone who I'm sure you all is know alive in the world into. has heard this one. Yeah, um, but just for the sake of doing it, uh, Robert Kraft, who is the owner of the New England Patriots, um, has been charged with a misdemeanor solicitation of a prostitute in Florida, um, where he is apparently on film going going in and um, basically at one point it sounds like he got like a hand job and then maybe got received oral sex from somebody, yeah. um, which I mean. The implications, like, there's a lot of connections in this in human trafficking. Yeah, uh, or at least that's, there's been that's pres- the, the very serious thing. Yeah, that's, like, the really hardcore part about this. Um, there's not really been any real charges as far as human trafficking goes, and some of the people who know more about this issue than I do um, have stated they th- that they believe s- uh, some of the um, law enforcement side of presenting human trafficking and prostitution stings is a little overblown because it's a good PR move. Right. Um, which okay, but um, but if there is that is going on, obviously that's really terrible. And if he knew anything about that, then that's really yeah. that's even worse. Yeah. Um, 
But on the surface, it just looks like a dude who went to like a bathhouse type of situation pretty and much the, yeah. yeah legalized sex work <laughs> yeah like just like yeah. that's there's not there shouldn't really be anything wrong with this yeah um it's like there's nothing there's nothing i don't think there's anything like morally or like there should be nothing legally wrong with going to like paying someone for a sexual service as long as everyone's consenting to exactly what's going on yeah. right there's nothing there's no there's no problem there in yeah. any real sense at all. Yeah. Um, I yeah. rarely want to, like, defend the billionaire. You know <laughs> that I hate <laughs> fucking billionaires. Because yeah. you can't be a billionaire unless you're a piece of shit. Yeah, but you have to be. in this specific instance, I don't... I'm... I just... It's not that big a deal to me. No, I don't I don't really... I don't care. What, um, what that organization that he went to is involved with... Or potentially involved with, allegedly involved with, that's serious. Yeah, that's a significant, and that's something to pay attention to. Um, that said, like, there's a lot of, there were a lot, it's about multiple locations with a lot of people involved in them, and there's a real, there's actually still an open question about whether or not any, like, who, if there, if anyone was being coerced into doing this, how many of them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, uh, experts have pointed out that one, um, people might be scared to come forward about being trafficked because of fear of retribution if they yeah. end up back in the system. Yeah. Um, it could be that um, you know, there's a there's a lot at play there, and I don't really have a nuanced enough understanding of the issue to get into it that much. But I know enough that like, if that's if that's part of this, then like that's fucked. And if he knew anything about it, that's even more deeply fucked. And that I that I will hold him accountable for, but I don't really give a shit yeah. if like some like someone um, who 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 probably might have even had a relationship with in terms of like well like a business relationship with in that this was a thing that happened occasionally um, with a sex worker that's yeah with a sex worker that's, like that's fine perfectly fine yeah I don't I don't care about that um, there's you know but we don't we don't know enough about uh, that investigation yet yeah. to say much about it I don't think. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean the, the the trafficking part is all beyond our scope as sports yeah. yellers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we're mostly focused on like the sports end, which for us is now just basically Robert Kraft, which is where this gets actually kind of there's like there's a humor to this. Like, why the hell is Robert Kraft, who's worth like seven and a half billion dollars, going to a massage parlor for a eighty dollar hand job? Yeah, I'm, like maybe it's like. His Richie Rich moment, man. Like he's like, <laughs> maybe like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to one of these like normie places, <laughs> where people who don't have a billion dollars go, and maybe that's how he like gets his rocks off. Maybe there's like in it in his mind, there's some danger there. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, actually, I can see some, that. Like, there's some a sense of normalcy. This is his and version it, of slumming it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know if that's like a fucked up term to use. So I don't. If that is, but someone please tweet at me and let me know that I shouldn't be saying that. But yeah, if I figure out it is, we'll edit it. Yeah. But <laughs> none of this will ever get to the surface. <laughs> yeah, like it's just the guy's. So he's unbelievably rich. Like if he wants like um, a particular service from a sex worker, he can afford anybody like he could find a consummate professional who's discreet and will like do whatever like i'm sure do whatever he needs done um 
But this, like, it's just odd that this is the route he chose. I would imagine he has. Like, think, if I'm just yeah, guessing, actually, yeah. he probably has. He's probably done it. And he's probably over it, man. When you're a billionaire and just bored and lonely, I'd imagine <laughs> you get in a lot of weird sex shit <laughs> as often as possible. In as many weird ways as possible. Which, yeah. more power to him. And yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> just imagining like a conversation between like him and Jerry Jones about what sort of uh, prostitutes they're frequenting. Like, oh, Jerry Jones is yeah. probably out there. Jerry the Jones world. is definitely out there. I'm just imagining Kraft like, I'm very into the massage parlors right now. What? <laughs> what was that? What was that? It's my, my best Robert Kraft impression. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were doing Jerry Jones because it's like no, if Jer- you're doing Jerry Jones, you'd have to be like. <laughs> Hank Hill's dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had to do that voice. Damn it, Robert! Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Damn it, Robert, you knew you were going to get caught. You knew it the whole time. That's more old-timey baseball. Shit! It's old-timey <laughs> baseball here. It's Robert Kraft at the prostitution hole. <laughs> Getting a handy from a rando. That's the way Robert likes it. Knock one right out of the park in the left field. <laughs> We're mixing so many metaphors now. Um, yeah, legalized sex work. Legalized uh, sex work is the point of all this. Yeah. Like, and, all, and also old-timey voice. Also old-timey voice. <laughs> Any chance we get to went do Went down to the voice. old shop and uh, went to see the old mistress and she really took care of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you down. I'll give it to her Bobby Kraft sent you. Tell her Bobby Kraft sent you. <laughs> And don't skimp on the lube. <laughs> Tip her good. Tip her good. She does a good job. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Yeah, like, so what's funny to me about this, too, like, secondly, is, like, there's this opens up a whole question of, like, because we all know billionaires are fucking weird. And, like, but what other kinds of, like, weird, like, more more regular people do, I guess? Like, people who in don't the eyes have of a billion bil- dollars? In the, in the eyes yeah. of a billionaire, yeah. yeah like, then, um... What what else shit? What else is there? Like, does Mark Cuban go to the same Hooters every weekend? Like, I'm most Mark Cuban most definitely goes to a Hooters. Yeah, and like I've, probably I've, has a favorite waitress, which you know, fine. But then like Al Davis probably only ever goes to Supercuts because that's the only way to explain his kid's haircut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the only way to explain uh, what Mark Al Davis, Davis. Is Mark, Mark Davis. Davis. Yeah. The only way to explain Mark Davis. Is if you look at Buster Bluth from Arrested Development <laughs> and age him. Yeah, okay. Unbald okay. him and age him. Yeah, all right. I buy that. I absolutely you, buy he that. Is just, he is just sheltered from reality his whole life. Had a shit ton of money his whole life. His dad was always the man his whole life. And you just never had to try it anything. No. So obviously, you wear a track suit and have a bowl cut in your 60s. Yeah. He has a six-year degree in cartography, you know. Six-year degree in cartography? Oh, that's a Buster Blues thing. Yeah, it's a Buster Blues thing. thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm like, wow, that's actually very... Yeah, (laughs) I was like, that's very interesting for Mark Davis. I actually... Mad props for that. Yeah, yeah. That seems like a a very white thing to get into. (laughs) But also, hey, you know, that's something. Turns out, fictional character the whole time. Like, now I'm just imagining, like, Jerry Jones going to a fucking, like... Applebee's outside of Fort Worth and like the waitress is like the usual Jerry is like you know it and they bring him a microwave steak and that's just like 
It's just it's just like a thing he does. I mean, like <laughs> no normal one knows people why. today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking weird. <laughs> Jerry Jones at a Taco Bell at midnight. <laughs> what do regular people get? Then well, someone leans out like, Jerry, regular people are high when they come here at this time. And they're like, I don't know what that means. I mean, I do... But I'd pretend that I don't. <laughs> Jerry Jones, very much anti-marijuana on all fronts. <laughs> oh, who's the guy? For, who's the guy who owns the Colts? What's that guy's name? I don't know. The dude didn't he? He was on Parks and Recreation once. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know he's a weirdo because he, he has a weirdo. Uh, Mike Pence come to his games every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. He's a very strange cat. But he's also specifically get mad at Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> what you're gonna do is you're gonna show up. And then you're going to walk out. Yeah. Because I hate Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. So any, any owner that condones that bullshit from Mike Pence <laughs> is a total fucking scumbag. He's a, he's a total, now. dude, he's a huge piece of shit. Like, for one, he's like, as the NFL, like, as the NFL is coming down on players about drug use, like, this dude's out here, like, just getting wasted and popping pills and doing all kinds of shit. Like, <laughs> I'm, I can't, like, I can't remember the sources for any of this, but I know it's actually, I know it's true. Um, He's just he's just like a uh, fuck. He's an over like he's yeah same same thing actually. Buster Blue syndrome. He's like this overgrown child with um, too much money and like a football team, and so someone gave him a platform. Yeah, you know it's just weird. Buster Bluth is an archetype for a person in the world. Yeah, and all of those people own football teams. <laughs> I imagine anytime there's like a billionaire or any kind of like ownership group. That is just full of fuckery. I'm like, wow, Arrested Development was actually a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. first three seasons, anyway. Anything after that, I don't, I don't subscribe yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, some of the best shit on the internet is like gifts of people trying to high five the owners and owners boxes, and it just never goes well. Oh, I love old rich people high fives. <laughs> yeah. They're my favorite ever. It's like the, huh. yeah. and you like can't they see me miss. Right now. Yeah, they <laughs> miss half the time. It's like it's just so. It's all elbow. Coming yeah, it's out. the elbow-driven high five. Yeah. No, no shoulder at all. The rotator cuff yeah. is not moving. They have never thrown a ball in their lives. Yeah. They just don't know how to do any of this. They just, yeah, yeah. They, and like and they're, 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 they're like, yeah, we have to connect to the common people. Give me the five up on the high side. Do they still go low? I don't know. But let's <laughs> do it anyway. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but like I don't know because like. So, obviously, the guy from the Colts, whose name we can't remember, has gotten up to his own shit and got into his own trouble. And now we have this craft thing, which, since we do, obviously, we've been very clear on um, our stance that, like, what Kraft did wasn't really wrong. But, in the eyes in the eyes of the law, he did break the law, right? Yeah. So, this sets up this new, like, really interesting and weird question of... Um, the NFL has spent a lot of time, basically since 2012, attempting to police its player base and um, essentially run its own in-house justice department. Um, and they've been very like patronizing and kind of snobbish and like talking, treating the players like they need to be supervised. They need someone looking after them at all times. The league is in charge of sort of babysitting their activities and punishing them if they do anything wrong. Yeah, like smoking um, marijuana. Yeah, like. And yeah, and like, which none, no one thinks is actually wrong, but if you ask an NFL owner, 
it's the worst thing you could do. It, and, if you ask an NFL analyst, yeah, it's it, the worst thing. You could do. It's basically yeah. It's like it's speaking of things that have actually ruined people's draft stock. Like one like one incident of like I saw that guy get high one time and a guy drops sixteen picks in the draft. Um, yeah, like there and so it's yeah. It's always really specific to drug and alcohol use, um, which is technically vice, um, which in an interesting um, comparison, would be the uh, umbrella of crime that the uh, Robert Kraft charge falls under. And, and like, they've enforced that particular um, uh, section of, of the law really aggressively. Like, yeah. like, I think I just said, like, Ricky Williams, it ended his career, basically. Yeah, Smoking I'm, weed ended Ricky Williams' career. Yeah, that Ricky um, Williams 30 for 30 was, like, astonishing how it just, like, he just didn't want to deal with the bullshit. What he was doing wasn't that bad. He's just yeah. smoking weed, yeah. which if t- in today's standards means nothing. But in 2004 zero. was everything. Was it 2003, 2004? Yeah, it was like er- yeah, it was like mid 2000s. Yeah. And it was if we heard that like if someone told me like I don't know, I even back then I was like who the fuck cares? And like you told if I could watch like videos of NFL players smoking a blunt on the sidelines in the middle of the game, and I would not give a shit. Zero. Like, I wouldn't even double take. Um, yeah, I've been I've been ruined on basketball courts by guys who are actively smoking weed in between games. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, it doesn't seem to really affect them that much. <laughs> um, but like, that's but the point the point of all this is that like the uh, league and the ownership has been trying to like enforce this sort of extrajudicial law on um, the players when they get caught doing things like this. And now one of their own is in this position. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see what they do now that um, Robert Kraft is, in fact, facing charges for a vice crime. Um, And Robert Kraft is probably, at this point, he's certainly the most successful and probably the most powerful owner in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Can I pick your brain a little bit? Sure. Do you think the owners are more likely to go after his head? Because the Patriots. No, I absolutely don't. Okay, because um, that's probably the way a lot of people see it. Yeah. It, it certainly crossed my mind. No, I actually don't think that, because what they're talking, like, because you're looking at what is a, probably one of the most popular franchises in sports. Yeah. And it's get like... It's going to be really, it's, I mean, it's really hard to oust an owner. Like, the last time it was done was Donald Sterling, and Donald Sterling basically mm-hmm. was caught on tape being extraordinarily racist while also having a reputation for being a piece of shit. Um, and the NBA was able to force him out. I don't think that can be done with McNair. Or, sorry, with Kraft. Kraft. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. Okay, so, so you think the owners are going to have his back? You think this is going to be... The ownership group is going to stand in solidarity in support of Robert Kraft. I think that what will happen, um, by my best guess, is that they will attempt to make sure that he faces some sort of legal consequence um, for vi- for violating the law. Um, and because because of their stance as the most conservative um, Big Four league, they're going to need since this falls under a field of vice that 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 uh, political um, agenda is very against. They're gonna have to make sure that it's not nothing, but it won't be like he won't won't face jail time. Like yeah. one, it's a misdemeanor. Um, although this particular one can, in fact, 
include time time served. Um, it won't. But he will suffer for it, and he, it will be presented then by the league as uh, him um, having faced consequences for his actions. Yeah, because the NFL is a very moral-heavy league. They yeah. are the most moral-heavy league. They care about... I mean, they care about weed. No one yeah. else... No other sport... No other league in America gives a shit about marijuana. Right. Not even baseball. And yeah, I, I would have expected them to care about it, but they do not. Right. Well, and the other thing, they too... They don't test for it. They don't care about yeah. it. And the other thing, too, is like like I said, Robert, Robert Kraft is one of the most powerful owners in the NFL, which means if the, ownerships, the ownership group as a whole decides to come after him, then anything they do that comes to light is now also pursuable, right? Like, yeah. They're essentially, they, what they're essentially doing is raising the gates and kicking one of their own out into the cold. And one of the ways that rich people stay rich is by protecting each other, right? True story. So... Yeah, there's no. a there's a hardline hypocrisy with this whole thing. Yeah, like, as far as the way that the players are treated. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, you look at a, you, know, you could look at like the anthem issue, for example. Like, um, when uh, when athletes attempted to make an attempted to speak publicly about an issue they felt affected them and that they needed to speak on by um, staging. Really, what I would argue is a harmless protest. Um, obviously, there are people in the world who disagree with me. Those people are wrong. Those but, people are wrong and dumb yeah, yeah. and racist. Yeah, and like that's the thing. And but because the NFL had to police activity and make sure they presented their brand effectively, they had like they wanted to crack down on this. Like, yeah. there were a lot of people who got upset and they reacted very strongly. Like, and the thing is too, like. When you look at the actual history of the anthem issue, the players and Kaepernick were actually willing to meet people somewhere in the middle like Kaepernick sat down with um with a veteran yeah. who was like it's sitting during the anthem is actually I find that upsetting and they they were able they sat down had a conversation and the both of them walked away with a consensus that like taking a knee is a is a better statement that means more because the veteran saw it as uh, something that included a def like some sort of deference yeah but also did not, like, take away from the weight of what was being done. Yeah, the players wanted to open the lines of discussion. Yeah, they wanted to have a dialogue. And the league wanted to close it as mm -hmm. quickly as possible. Despite how they came off at any point, it, their actions as a league have shown right. that they just wanted to shut every single thing down quickly. Right. I Actually, I'm curious what you think. Do you think that the reason they... Um... They took that line was more about um, they're trying to protect um, themselves as a part of the uh, conservative conservative side of sports, or do you think it was more about just trying to dissuade controversy? I think that the NFL knows that a large, maybe majority chunk of their fan base is racist. Okay, I think they know that it it's not even just just straight up like republicanism or like right-leaning ideologies even though they're all racist in my opinion right. but that's another thing i think they truly understand that their fans are racist and so for something to be anti-racist <laughs> to 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 speak truth to power they fucking hated it because mm -hmm. they're like we're gonna lose so many fans for this right no, there's definitely something there in that, like, the um, Kaepernick's protest is specifically about, like, connected to the Black Lives Matter movement, which they do shut up if you disagree. 
Um, not you, Patrick. I know you agree with me. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was to me. Yeah, but you out there in the world. Also, if you're listening to this and you disagree with what I just said, this is not the show for you. How unless did you, like, you try- get here? <laughs> like, it, like, I mean, good for you for listening to someone you don't agree with, I guess. But I'm shocked. I'm yeah. honestly shocked. How are you here right now? <laughs> um, but yeah, and like, because of that, those uh, racial undertones, because a huge, you know, because I think you're right. Like, I think a huge swath of uh, the NFL fan base and their core fan base exists in this deeply ingrained American racism that to then have a protest um, about um, about the lives of black uh, people and during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement really unsettled them because they were being faced with that. Like, the way you unsettle a racist is to call them a racist. Right. You know, like, it's the easy. It's really the easiest thing in the world to do. As we learned from that court hearing today. Yeah, no, um, a whole bunch of deranged <laughs> tweets from our president from Vietnam where he's supposed to be meeting with the world leader we might go to war with at any minute. Um, <laughs> but instead, he's mad because a guy said he was racist. Yep. Because he's racist. Yeah, because he's racist as fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and, like, you know, and, like, the thing, too, like, athletes as a whole are, like, overwhelmingly um, young people of color, um, and, we tr- like, everyone wants to look at them like they're immature, overpaid, and demanding, when really all they're doing is accessing a level of wealth that's available to them because of billionaires basically playing um the fucking electronic football game because they have right. nothing to do with it like they just all they do is like flip the switch and watch the things move around yeah you know they plug money in and they get money back and some stuff moves around on a field for their amusement which god that's the most that's so fucked up i've never actually thought about it that mm-hmm. way before and the, and 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 the NFL fans and a lot actually I'm not just going to isolate this to the NFL a lot of sports fans in general they like to have this sense of control over an athlete it's not like direct control but they know that if they get mad about an athlete doing something that they don't like like I don't know having a lot of money maybe more money than they have yeah. partying um having fun having sex doing getting drunk they feel a need to police these people but they would never police any of their friends for doing any of those things no but they see they see they see a star athlete who has a different skin color than them (laughs) and it freaks them the fuck out because they they don't think that that person deserves any kind of happiness no and like and that's not to take away like because we've discussed a lot when athletes do something that is genuinely wrong and genuinely fucked up they do need to be held accountable for that like we don't we can't lionize these guys but we also can't just put them aside because you just you see something different in them that you don't that you don't care for like that's not acceptable either um you have to treat humans like human beings i guess is really all i'm fucking getting at yeah and the NFL has been terrible at doing it every time, and what they're when they're about to do it is now when Robert Kraft is going to face real charges. Um, I th- like I don't know. The most telling thing for me is actually a quote from back in the anthem controversy, um, which is the so the late owner of the Texans, Bob McNair, who died last year um, during the height of it in a meeting between um, ownership and between the ownership. Or maybe said to a media member, I don't know. We got this quote anyway from him directly, where he said that 
we can't have the inmates running the prison, which says a lot about yeah. what the mentality of that group is. Yeah, that was that very famous quote yeah. that was just not shocking, but still jarring. Yeah, it's like to actually hear it said that explicitly that that's how these guys view what's going on. Like they view, like they see it as they are the overlords, and everyone else just exists in this world they built, yeah. and. um yeah, and like now that there's actual that the real world that they thought they had all boxed off is reaching up for one of their own, they're gonna they're they're gonna do what they can to save face in terms of a PR setup, but there's they're not like they won't break ranks either. No. No the 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 league and the owners are 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 always always standing in solidarity one yeah. way or another. Yeah, I'm like I don't know. I've said all this like because you asked like, do you think anything like do you think anything different, or do you see do you see it the same way I do that they're gonna stand together and protect? Oh yeah, of protect course. it, protect themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. It has yeah. to be. I don't see. I don't see what else they could do. They're billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're the only people that matter to them. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. And like, frankly, like, and you know, like I said, all that happened is Robert Kraft went to a massage parlor and. Yeah. You know, had a had a favorite prostitute, and like that's fine. I don't care, but don't like I don't know. Don't don't then spin it be, when you're willing to treat everyone you employ when they do something small, like smoke a joint in the off season or yeah. whatever. That that's somehow a big deal when something that's really not that far off as far as legality goes happens to one of you. Yeah, we mentioned it before. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott shows up at Ike's. Uh, the yeah. weed shop yeah, yeah, yeah. in Seattle, <laughs> unless you aren't from Seattle, shows up at Ike's. There's a weed and, shop called Ike's. <laughs> and a, a security camera has, has a still of him, and he gets in trouble. Not like real, real trouble, but enough. Like it yeah. was, yeah, it, it's clearly an annoyance for him to have to deal with. Yeah. And it shouldn't matter that he was in a legalized pot shop no. in, a, in a place where weed is perfectly legal. Yeah, you can just do that when you're in this state. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it anyway, for what it's worth. It's not wrong yeah. in Indiana either, but <laughs> the legislature is very against it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So that's fucking annoying. Um, the NFL is bad. <laughs> the NFL is bad. It's <laughs> one of our recurring <laughs> themes. We say this so often. The NFL is bad. It's, yeah. yeah, we say it so often I don't it, even put it, it on a titles anymore yeah, no it's like <laughs> it's just a shitty organization run by shitty people who just like treat everybody like shit like the mm -hmm. nfl has if you are an nfl fan that's fine but just recognize that that league has absolutely no respect for you yeah none and there's no oh no and you're all gonna see actually because i'm gonna use this as an opportunity to pivot um because we've got um potential uh major uh sports league uh lockouts coming up on a couple of levels. And the NFL is one of them. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's almost, it's almost a near certainty that they're going to, they're going to have a lockout when their CBA expires in 2020. Um, so we've got the strike likelihood. Yeah. Strike likelihood. Labor fights. Yeah. Labor <laughs> fights. Right. So let's start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. All yeah. right. Least likely to strike. Yeah, Number you... four, the NHL. Yeah. Doesn't seem like they have any reason to strike. No. They've had two lockouts in the last 15 years, and they lost an entire season in yeah. 2004, 2005. 
And, um, like, honestly, I think both the league and the ownership and the players, like, lockouts for them now are, like, a legitimate existential threat. Like, yeah, the, oh, players God, are, yes. yeah the players are not going to get more money by locking out because they're, the league is going to suffer. Like, they'll keep diehards. Like, hockey diehards are going nowhere. But hockey's been a deeply regional sport forever. Um, and they, they've they managed to break out into more of, like, a national um, national thing yeah. only recently. Um, and, frankly, the only, the best thing that ever happened to hockey was fucking HDTV. Because mm-hmm, you can see the puck. Yeah, like, now yeah. I can actually tell what's going on. Like, when I was a kid and I tried to watch hockey games, I was like, where the fuck? What are they? I don't, I don't yeah. understand what's happening. But it's mainly yeah. still just popular in Canada and the East Coast. Like, New York, Philly, Jersey... Wisconsin, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, yeah. uh, the, the states of America that might have might as well be Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We're getting a hockey team. <laughs> yeah, we are getting a hockey team, and we also might as well be Canada. We are pretty much in Canada. We're actually yeah. further north than most major Canadian cities. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're yeah we're we make total sense for hockey, but yeah, like they like yeah they won't lose like people who already love hockey, but they will lose everybody else, and mm-hmm. they've on, like they've only recently started adding those people post these labor disputes. They can't afford to lose uh, TV deals. Yeah, they kind of they've already been dropped down to NBC Sports like premium cable kind of thing. <laughs> like, like their weekly national games are on a cable package that you yeah. have to like pay super extra for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, both the ownership and the players have uh, opt-out options in 2019. I don't think they'll exercise either one. I just don't, like I said, I just don't think it makes any sense for them to do so. I I agree with you. There's absolutely no way. Who's number three on this list? Number three is the NBA. Um, Their CBA ends after 2023-24 season, and um, there's a mutual opt-out option in 2023 um, that's both the, uh, league and the players association have to agree to opt out of the deal. Um, yeah, as I understand it, I might not be totally right, but yeah, I don't think this, that's going to happen. Um, like it could, uh, but it's pretty, it's pretty unlikely. Like they've been like the NBA's built a lot of goodwill, um, over the last few years. Um, and their ba- like their basic structures are pretty good. Like the players seem generally happy with the labor agreement they have. Like yeah. you haven't heard of any agitating. People like guys aren't saying that they feel anyone's being underpaid. There's not a lot of bitching about like any of the structures in the CBA. Like if there's like if there's anything to, for them to negotiate about, it's going to be like one or two percentage points of mm-hmm. uh, revenue and um, maybe how big max contracts can get, but. Yeah. I don't know. Like and cuz if there's one or like if there's a point of uh, you know, a point of revenue one dire- like one direction that has to like towards the players that has to go to the salary cap would then involve a discussion of whether or not max contracts should go up. But I don't I don't really see a whole lot of argument because like there's there's no indication the players want to remove the salary cap and there's there's no indi- there's obviously the owners don't want to remove the salary cap. Yeah. And, I think I th- I think the NBA is even though ratings are kind of down this year, they are still at the heels of the NFL. Yeah. They they can't afford to have a lockout or a strike. Like they they could they 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 are legitimately vying for the top spot in America right now. Yeah, and they've already locked out recently, and not that recently, but recently, of, re- recently ago. enough. Yeah. yeah. 
that if they do it again, it could really hurt them. And I, so that's why I don't think that the NBA is going to no. lock out. No, I agree. And like more than that, um, the NBA um, has done a really good job of allowing it's like as in the opposite thing that most leagues do, um, allowing their players to really express themselves and have personalities and sort of build reputations that are outsized from um, the actual sport itself. Everybody knows who LeBron James is. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you, you may not watch basketball. You know who the oh, fuck you LeBron, know who LeBron James, James is. James is. Yeah. Um, and you probably know the name. You probably know the name Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you know the name. What's, what's a good Steph. one? Yeah, you know Steph Curry. You, you know, know Steph, Kevin Durant. You know KD. Uh, you probably you probably know Kawhi Leonard if you like follow any amount of sports. Like if you ever go to the oh, go to ESPN, you know who Greg reason, Popovich. You know is. who Greg Popovich is. Um, shit, you might know who fucking like Rudy Gobert is. Yeah, like there's a lot of guys, and they're allowed to sort of use their personalities as marketing tools, which allows them to create income external to the money they receive from the sport, mm-hmm. and that's a big deal. Um, and like, here's the other thing too, is like, there aren't really unpopular basketball franchises in their cities, save maybe the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that they're in a bad situation right now, (laughs) which is making them incredibly unpopular. Yeah. They're having, they're having a really, really rough time right now. They don't have a problem beating the Lakers, but you know, who doesn't? (laughs) Well, they're, they're currently about to, they're on TV right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so you immediately get distracted (laughs) look at that yep but Uh, the next team on the list number two the nfl their cba expires after 2020 yeah what do you think i think they need to double their salary cap (laughs) so yeah they should probably maybe strike a little bit that's They're, what I think. If I'm an NFL, I think they need to get more health. They need to fight for more health care. They need to fight for 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 health care after they uh, after they're done with football. They need to fight for the little guys in the league who don't get a lot of attention but still get the same CTE. <laughs> so yeah, NFL, fucking. Yes, they should strike. Strike the fuck yeah, out of all of this. The fuck out of this. Shit. Uh, Richard Sherman's on record saying he believes there will be another lockout. He is also the Players Association representative for the 49ers. So he's a dude who knows what the fuck is yeah. going on in the union. Um, and, like, yeah. So here's the other thing, though, too. And this is, like, very indicative of owner mentality and was one of the things that will be most indicative of audience mentality is because the NFL will 100% use the nuclear option and get replacement players. Oh yeah. The NFL is dirty and shitty as hell. Yeah. And like if then everyone, if they don't lose ratings, if they don't lose money, like I, I, then I'm good. Like I'm good on that now. Um, because I don't want to be associated with people who are just going to sit here and watch the best players of the game they claim to love not be allowed to play it. My actual money is that that plan is going to backfire super hard, super fast, the same way the replacement refs did. Oh, yeah. Like, have you yeah. tried to watch AAF football? It is horrendous. No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I barely had time for the NFL this year. <laughs> right? No, like, no, it's... I think they'll go replacement players, and it's not going to fucking work. It's not. God, no. But I can see them doing it because the NFL seems to be run by, like, 
30 Vince McMahons. <laughs> and then I'm not talking about actual Vince McMahon. I'm talking about the character Vince McMahon plays when he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, right. When he's fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin as the brutal capitalist. That's who the NFL is. <laughs> IRL. It's just, yeah, they're, they're the WWE, but like, if everybody was Vince McMahon. Yeah. I want to point out that Vince McMahon IRL is a piece of shit, too. He's a huge garbage person. But his character is like an amplified, exaggerated version of the garbage person that he is. <laughs> that, or it's just Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, yeah. Or do think, do you yeah. think Vince McMahon knows that it's not real? Oh, Vince McMahon for sure. <laughs> He's so evil, he knows it all. <laughs> He's such a bad person. <laughs> Oh of course God. he does. It's not real. <laughs> We're not saying he's dumb. He's evil. <laughs> That's the problem. He's an evil, evil, I, evil human being. I wish he were dumb. We might, that would help. We might have an episode about Vince McMahon in the future. <laughs> I think we probably should. We're planning on it. Yeah. If you are a wrestling knower, a smart, as they say in the wrestling world. I'm sorry, that's a term? Smart, yes. It okay. is a term from the 90s. For people that could like see through the bullshit in wrestling, you know. Uh, okay, okay. This is like okay. the '90s and '80s like terminology. If you, if and you are interested in social topics such as uh, uh, yeah. their rampant sexism, their rampant bigotry, the McMahon ties to the Trump administration, all these things. Maybe you should hit us up and be a guest on our podcast because we're gonna do a WrestleMania episode probably at some point before WrestleMania. But we're going back to the NFL CBA thing and actually going to number one on our list in labor fights. Who you got? Oh, dude, baseball, MLB, baseball. duh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you stupid? <laughs> of course, it's MLB. <laughs> Have you not listened to this podcast? It's a, dude, it's a lock. Like they are, there is gonna be a strike, um, and we all like everybody fucking knows it. And like free agency has sealed the deal. Players are complaining. Ownership won't pay anybody. Like nothing is happening. Like yeah, guys cannot get jobs once they're free from their existing contracts. Minor leaguers don't make money. Yeah, my, yeah, minor leaguers don't get paid. Like it's a fucking it's a travesty over there, and they need to do something about it. Um, it was fine for a minute because guys were just getting contracts and guys, people were paying money to try to be good at baseball, and now they're not. Yeah. They just stopped doing it, and it's not going to fly. Yeah, the MLB salary situation, free agency situation is bad. Their 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 structure as far as like their labor their labor structure as far as minor leaguers go is very very bad. Uh, there's so much to hate about this and as far as owners and players go because of the way the owners have acted in the past two years in free agency that they are one billion percent going to strike oh dude it's there's no way they don't there's no way um the only like many machado has received what is ostensibly the highest paid contract in uh, baseball history this year um at 300 million at 10 years and he is universally recognized to be underpaid yeah, like, oh, 100%. That he did not get as much money as he probably should based on revenues and his production. Yeah. Um, Nolan Arenado, in one metric, beat him when he signed an eight-year extension with the Colorado Rockies for, uh, what was it, 260? 255. 255, which makes him the highest per annum player in Major League Baseball history. Again, probably getting underpaid, but... He's clearly he's clearly noticed that um, his uh, chances on the free agent market 
aren't that good. Oh yeah, he's he he definitely realized what was going on there. Yeah, and was like, I'm going to avoid that situation at all costs. Yeah. and it, it was essentially he waved a white flag. Yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm sure, sure he the wanted Rock- to be with the Rockies, but as far as money goes and the contract that he was looking forward to. When yeah. he hit free agency goes, yeah, I think he waved a white, a white flag yeah. for sure. Yeah, what the Rockies gave him was essentially not the uh, basically career-ending commitment that players are looking for. Yeah. Um, that, like, to, to make sure you're going to make this much money for the rest of your career. Um, and uh, he, got a, he got a long contract, don't get me wrong, but he's still pretty young. He's only, like, 25, 26. Yeah. And, um, and he's, is, again, it's the highest per year salary, but only by a little bit. It basic it slightly beats what Machado's making, just slightly. Yeah, I, I like uh, Rob Nyer, <laughs> baseballs. Rob Nyer <laughs> tweeted after Machado or not Machado after um, after Arenado got the deal got signed. He was like, oh yeah, they were talking about a labor dispute. Oh, so much for the labor dispute. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Rob Nyer. No, you idiot. This goes be- way beyond these things. <laughs> also. Also, these guys are getting signed in basically March, so yeah. <laughs> that's no, like, not good. These deals should have been done months ago. Yeah, like December. The winter meetings yeah. would have been a nice place to yeah. start. Like back, like not even like three years ago, it seems like these guys. Somebody would have been breaking down their door. You know, like teams would be piling into the living room and getting stuck on top of each other, and like several representatives from like the Reds, the Padres, and the Orioles would have all gotten stuck in the doorway, and neither none of them can get through. Like, it look it look like a fucking Simpsons scene. Yeah. But now it's guys have to sit there, and well, teams sit like sit and wait for them, and then they gotta go to teams. Be like, we'd like to play for you. Like, oh really? Would you like a dollar? Yeah. <laughs> you give the Giants like. Uh, I want to offer Bryce Harper a a a three year deal, but we're gonna make him the highest paid baseball player annually. It's like no, yeah. he wanted a ten year deal. Yeah. What about four? No, ten. <laughs> he wanted ten. He's worth ten. He's one of the best players, maybe in a generation, and at least in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty good. It's pretty good. He's pretty good. Maybe pay him what he's worth. He had he had an all time great season. He hasn't lived up to it since, but he did have an all time great season. So, yeah, he did he did have one of those. Yeah. Two thousand fifteen. He's been pretty damn good every year otherwise. So. Yeah, but MLB headed for a strike. Oh, it's gonna happen. And every like, if you don't know it now, you should know it. Yeah, you should have you should have known. Yeah. What else we got? Drag okay. hypes at this point. Drag hypes. All right, who we want to drag? Uh, let's, let's start with, um, I want to drag, I want to, first I want to hype. Hype him? I'm actually figuring out which one is the hype and which is the drag. <laughs> Are we looking at i I'm gonna hype Smash Mouth. <laughs> and, don't get me wrong, I do not like Smash Mouth as a band. Smash Mouth songs sound like what if a wallet chain could make music. <laughs> Uh, Smash Mouth makes music for midlife crisis muscle car dads who think that metal is a bit much. <laughs> Every single Smash Mouth song is literally the theme song to Diners, Drive-Thrus, and Dives. <laughs> Every member of Smash Mouth is the cast of Storage Wars. Don't fucking fact check me. This is a real fact. Fuck you. <laughs> if you listen to Smash Mouth regularly, 
chances are that you were wearing a shirt that has flames on it literally right now. <laughs> uh, Smash Mouth like sh- makes Sugar Ray look like Motorhead. They do? Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> here's why I'm dragging Smash... Or why I'm hyping. We're, See, hyping, we're hyping. I'm hyping yeah, Smash yeah. Mouth, but also dragging them the same. I'm hyping Smash Mouth the... <laughs> musical equivalent <laughs> of a bowling shirt because they've been weighing in heavily on the Giants pursuit of Bryce Harper. Uh, they've been tweeting at ownership, basically calling out ownership being like, you wanted Bryce Harper. Your new president of operations doesn't. Why don't you just fucking go get him? It's your team. Go get him. Which like weird that I'm saying shout out to smash. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, shout out to, um, what is musically a uh, four-door Honda Civic with a giant wing, a racing stripe, and three spinner hubcaps. Yeah. <laughs> three spinner. <laughs> the th- oh, three. Three. But anyways, after Smash Mouth went off on this tangent, Giants ownership met with Bryce Harper. <laughs> <laughs> Literally that day. Literally yesterday. They, so Smash Mouth later. runs the Giants now. <laughs> yeah. As, that was the... That was the, that was the um, that was the headline on McCovey Chronicles this morning. Smash Mouth is calling the shots. <laughs> I believe it. I feel it. Um, so then I want to drag the Giants. Please sign Bryce Harper. Do this for me. The Lakers are failing me. My my football team is garbage, too. <laughs> I just, just give me this one good thing. Just We're going to be bad anyway. Just give me this one good thing. That's all I want. Okay. Bryce Harper. More hype drags. Uh, I want to drag uh, Brandon Nimmo. Uh, from the Mets, um, an infielder. He attempted to cook himself dinner, uh, chicken specifically, and somehow failed to cook the chicken all the way through, and then spent an entire day barfing said chicken back up. Go Mets. I have a hype for that. Yeah? I want to hype a sous vide. <laughs> if he was cooking with a sous vide, he would get his oh chicken my God. perfectly. It would get right to the optimum the temperature. All the way to the optimum temperature. <laughs> it would taste amazing. It would be healthy. Brandon yeah, Nemo. Actually, Brandon, Nemo. get it. Yeah. Get a sous vide. Is it Nemo or Nemo? I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Get a sous vide. You can't cook chicken. So, <laughs> yeah, like, you don't wait. I don't give I don't a like shit you how anymore. your name is pronounced. You can't cook chicken? Come fuck out of here. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more hype drags. More hype drags. Uh, I want to hype Le'Veon Bell um, because he's going to be a free agent because the Steelers finally let him out of Hell his contract yeah. and he can go get paid, and that's awesome. I want to drag the Steelers because fuck the Steelers. Yeah, fuck the Steelers. Yeah. What Why do you... do you still employ Ben Roethlisberger? And, like, he's basically the... Like, you sit there like, Ben Roethlisberger is the most important person on this team. No, he fucking isn't. <laughs> Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are. <laughs> and you're letting them both go. Fucking... Yeah, yeah, no, fuck the Steelers. God, they suck real bad. Like, just fucking, I don't. They're just not a good, not a good franchise. I don't, I don't enjoy them at all. I know people. I, I know people who've lived in Pittsburgh, and they're like, I mean, Pittsburgh's great, except on Sundays during football season, because of Steelers fans. I don't have any examples for that, but I can just imagine a bunch of drunk fucking assholes running around going, yelling about how they've won six titles, like. Because, yeah, I I want to hype Darren Ravel. Ooh, why? For providing me with endless entertainment because you're such a shit show. <laughs> you're such a weird brand obsessed shit show. And I also want to drag 
Darren Ravel. <laughs> Stop being a fucking weirdo, dude. It's what the hell's wrong with you? Be better at life and be better professionally, actually, is what I should say. This guy's sitting here like... He's You're a weirdo. This is, he seems like a guy who took like one microeconomics course in college and then just decided he's a business reporter. Yeah. Like, but he focuses on sports for some reason. He spent fucking... The entirety of the Duke-UNC game last week fucking yelling at Nike about their shoes because Zion's shoe blew out. Yeah. Like, and his his takeaway was not, oh no, maybe Zion's hurt. It's, let's yell at Nike about shoes. Darren Ravel looks like one of the lackeys in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> that was mean. You did that when I had a mouthful of beer. And, and I know I, I was going off notes. <laughs> <laughs> I went way off of notes. I went with, like, shit that I was thinking about last week. Didn't say it. And now I'm saying it. Oh, my God. You've been, you've been planning this. You've had, you, you had this. You had this ready to go. It was in the chamber. You had it ready to it was go. in the chamber. Oh, man. You timed it perfectly, too. Like, I was this close to spitting beer all over your apartment and not cleaning it up. I, um, I, you would have cleaned it up because you're a very nice person. <laughs> I did. I'm pretty sure I got beer in my nose last week, two weeks ago. You did, yeah. Ago. Oh yeah, I got. You. I forget yeah. what I got you with, but I, I know, did but work it, out. It did go in my nose. I wasn't even planning that one though. Yeah, you had that ready to go. No, I for I'm sure. Getting you I back. for sure had it in the in the back of my head. I'm getting you back for that. Yeah. No, Darren Ravel is a fucking garbage ass human being, um, <laughs> who. Apparently, like anytime something happens, he's like, "What does this mean for their sponsors? What does it mean for the brands?" Yeah. He invented hashtag brand. I don't care what anyone says. He, invented it. <laughs> he is hashtag brand. He's like the embody. He's the physical embodiment of hashtag brand. He's the most. He just looks like. He looks like a fucking stock photo. Like. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't look like a stock like, um, Yeah, like, imagine Darren Ravel, like, holding a cup of coffee and, like, kind of smiling at you. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, he's just, he, yeah, and then you just put any single company name at the bottom yeah. of that, and you're like, yeah, that makes Darren sense. Darren Ravel, like, concentrating on a computer yeah. and a laptop. And then he looks up, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I did a smile and a thumbs up. He I'm did sorry. a smile, a thumbs up, maybe a wink uh, that we know about. But I think it's that time again. I want to thank you guys for listening. You can find us on the internet yeah. at allsportsarebad.com. You can hear us on Spotify. You can hear us on iTunes. Stitcher. You, Stitcher. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Google Play. On Twitter is our main thing. You should probably just tweet at us and we're going to respond really, really quickly. It's true. We will. At allsportsarebad. Um, Patrick is at PatrickJCS. I am at Wildly Pointless. Yeah. I'm sorry, Brandon Nimmo. Nemo? For Nimo, Nimo, not Nimo, knowing Nimo. your name and also trying to turn you into a sous vide bro. No <laughs> one wants to be a sous vide bro. Yeah, don't, don't I be am a, one. I don't want to be one. <laughs> it seems like a really painful thing the to ri- be. The ridicule might not be better than the steak taste. <laughs> also, but also, Brandon, learn to cook some fucking chicken. It's not hard. You just cook it till it's cooked. You look in and you're like, is there any pink? No. Yeah. All right, fine. Cut it in it if you have to. Yeah, it's easy. It's so easy, Brandon. God damn. I'm not sorry, Brandon. Rub it and rub it in rosemary. Salt. Use yeah. salt. I'm sorry, Smash Mouth. No! I'm not sorry, Smash Mouth either. <laughs> Who am I sorry to? Uh, um eh, everyone may or may to deserve to be. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. <laughs>
Legalize sex work. That's Legalize all I got. Legalize sex work. Legalize sex work. Goodbye, internet. See we'll never ya. Forget you. Until next time. <laughs>